0: Good morning, Mikey. So things have been bouncing around inside Choppy's head, huh? Yeah. You know, if you want to set up shop in Choppy's head, one good thing is there's plenty of room.
1: Yeah, set up, chomp. leg room, stretch out a little bit. If you want
0: to get in, chop <laughs> right, appreciate head, everybody for tuning in to the really really yeah, nation. Uh, do. You can make uh, snow.
2: listen to there. the 105.3, the fan. <laughs> They're going to talk a little right, bit we'll about the updates and up news up this, about the uh, Seattle Seahawks and Cowboys the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys have
1: had some horrible penalties throughout the year. Seattle is usually a highly penalized team. What do we make of this referee assignment? All right,
0: let's do Walt Anderson. And, of course, uh, our friend Mark Lane always helps us out with this. That by reputation, uh-oh, it's Walt Anderson the Cowboys are going to lose. But, in fact, Dallas's record when he refs is 9-9. Nine and nine. Seattle's record is 8-6. and six. Uh, The big thing that you get with a Walt Anderson crew, uh, number one, you get challenges. Uh, that crew was challenged 13 times this year. That's the most. Number two, you get offensive holding calls. Uh, that's not good. Three and a half a game when Walt Anderson does your game. And then number three, Cowboy fans will remember that back on sea uh, in Seattle, January six, two 2007 with the slick Tony Romo uh, holding ball for the kick. That was Walt Anderson's crew too, but there's no grand evidence that you're going to lose because of Walt Anderson.
1: All right. You sent us this note. The Cowboys are the youngest team in the playoffs, 26 years and 14 days. The Colts are the second youngest in all your years. Of covering this sport, how much does the playoff experience really matter?
0: Uh, and by the way, that's a good Babe Laufenberg note. I, I was talking the other day to Antoine Woods, and and he was saying it just doesn't matter to me. You know, he, he's saying, he, he was making it sound like you know he's a crusty old veteran. I go, dude, you've you've been in the you've really been in the league for one year. <laughs> Twenty six, yeah. but you've been in the league for one year. What are you talking about? And he goes, yeah. I guess I'm trying to talk myself into realizing that it's just, it's just, you know, pants one leg at a time. Uh, we're the same as they are, and all that. I do think if you talk yourself into that, that you can believe it. And I do think that's one of the reasons why the Cowboys played at the Giants the way they did, to to continue ingraining good habits mm-hmm. into one of the youngest teams in football. And again, Sean, and you, as you and I discussed, we we didn't like the idea until it worked. Good morning. And, and now we'll see if it continues to work against
1: Seattle. So, this plays into that youth versus experience thing. And, and you know, you just talked about that. But, you know, how, how have you seen the youth versus experience play out in the postseason? You were here when they were just getting going in the early 90s with a young team.
0: Yeah. And that team in 1991 for sure. And then even in 1992 when they eventually won, they didn't know they were great. You know, revisionist history now makes it seem like oh it's clear. I mean it was clear they were going to dominate. They had everybody they they didn't know that at the time. You you didn't know that Aiken was Aikman or, or Emmett was Emmett or Irvin was Irvin and right on down the line. And this team doesn't know either. But the, the and again the beauty of what happened in New York is now now they think they belong. More than ever, they think they belong. Same thing at home. Um we can make fun of the the Cowboys crowd at home if we want to, big whiteout, uh and and all the talk, uh, including from Pete Carroll, about how you know they you know the wine and cheese crowd, kind of. I'm paraphrasing there, but we've heard this now for a long, long time. But I don't think Cowboy players think that. I think that they think, hey, we went seven and one at home this year. We're good at home. Uh, we belong here. And and confidence and belief in yourself, maybe that's been part of the battle here.
1: Connor Williams going to start this game.
0: Hmm. I think so. Suafield didn't do anything all week. Again, today is a Friday like a Saturday, so work on the assumption that Suofila is not going to work, has not worked, didn't even do walk-through stuff. So while his ankle, to my eye, looked way better on Sunday night getting off the plane than it did five hours earlier in the locker room, it never got better over the course of the week. So plan on Connor Williams here, and obviously you have your hands full with their interior defensive lineman Reed and then uh, Clark, a couple of pass rushers that are as good as it gets. And we know... That Dallas struggles in this area, giving up fifty sacks uh, plus. We also know that the Seattle uh, defensive front—I think they're number four in the league in quarterback hits. Hmm. So, so, trying to keep Dak Prescott upright and healthy and relatively unharassed, that, that is obviously a pivot point in this
1: game. This guy Reed up front,
0: yeah, he Jeremy. has ten
1: and a half sacks. Jaron Reed, yeah, ten and a half sacks up front coming out He's of uh, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, so that's a load. Uh, Tavon Austin scored a touchdown against the Seahawks. Tavion, Tavion, how's he for this one? I think,
0: uh, along with Suafielda, who who we can probably rule as out. I think that we got a hint a little earlier in the week from Coach Garrett when he said, "Yeah, you know, he he might have, you know, that gro- groin might have bothered him a little bit or whatever." I, I don't think Tavion has <laughs> done much this week. So you know, if you're trying to put together your uh, your fantasy. You know mix and match team, I, I don't think Tavion is probably a good bet for it. Um, I also wonder how much room there is um, for you know Cole Beasley and Tavon Austin in an offense. So does Tavon Austin re- return kicks and punts uh, or or at least punts? I, I'm not sure he even does that. I would not put him down as a prioritized guy this weekend.
1: Mike Fisher is our Cowboy insider on the Safety dot com hotline. I think I could argue that Doug Baldwin is the most underrated receiver in the entire NFL. What homework have you done on him?
0: Well, and no, no with God. Seattle's offense and that quarterback, somebody's got to be catching the ball. And, in fact, uh, he lines up in the slot about 70% of the time. He
1: do. And so
0: you, you know where he's going to be. And in the last few weeks, he's got twice as many targets as anybody on the Seattle roster, twice as many. So they don't. Make any secrets or do any disguising with Doug Baldwin. They put him in the slots, and they're going to throw to him. And Anthony Brown and company needs to figure out a way to solve that. And if you solve that, maybe you go a great way to solving their passing game. Because when we watch Russell Wilson this year, first of all, against Dallas earlier, and against Chicago and against Minnesota, teams that we think of as being playoff caliber defenses, those have been then the games where he struggled. So there is a formula uh for this quarterback and part of the formula is solving Doug Baldwin.
1: Uh let's look at this offense is uh you know how how is the Cowboys running game going to factor against Seattle's rush defense.
0: Yeah and, and feed Zeke is a really easy yeah, call feed here. To um, Zeke. And and he's so fresh and so ready to go. But that doesn't mean it has to be boring. It doesn't mean it has to be, you know, Zeke off tackle, Zeke uh, behind the center, Zeke off the right tackle. It doesn't have to be that. Um you 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 look at what Seattle's done in the second half of the season defensively. They've given up on 161 carries, 826 yards, over 5 yards of carry mm-hmm. in the second half yep. of the season. So mm-hmm. there's a give the ball to Zeke formula from the yep. Seattle side, here's Dallas side. Again, season second half. Zeke, uh courtesy by the way of Evan Silva. Zeke finishes second among all running backs in targets, catches and receiving yards in the second half of the season. So what we've been saying, Sean, for a long time about, why can't you make him Le'Veon Bell here? Why can't you make him Todd Gurley here? Garrett and Linehan in the second half of this season have absolutely done that, uh, and now they'll try to do it against the Seahawks defense that gave up the NFL's sixth-most catches and mm. third-most receiving yards uh, over the course of the year. So they are vulnerable in this area, and here comes Zeke.
1: I'm going to ask you the most unfair question of the season right Ooh. now of it. the offensive plan. Give me the pie chart breakdown of influence between <laughs> Garrett, Linehan, and Dak.
0: Uh heavy Garrett. Okay? Cuz because, because it's his it's his team. Even even Linehan's offense is still Garrett's offense. Yeah. And and so if we're talking about the playbook as opposed to a game plan which can change week to week. Like I think last week's game plan was more heavily Garrett than usual. But this is Garrett's playbook. Yeah, Married with Linehan, and then increasingly tailored to this quarterback. So, I I mean, it's 70% Jason Garrett.
1: But is that a drastic – do you think what we will see tomorrow, combined with the Giants game, is a drastic change in input from the the entire year?
0: I, I do not. I think it might be a lot like last week when we've intensified what the offense needs to do and intensified how much time the, the head coach needs to spend over on that side of the building. I, I think that did happen in preparation for the Giants game, which was really preparation for this game, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably happening again this week. I think Jason Garrett is, is spending more of his time making sure that the offense is where he wants it to be as opposed to the defense as a walk-around coach. But we should add this, too. They also have some special team concerns. All right, uh, the, the, yeah. the kicker... In, in the thirties and the forties, struggles. Get him from fifty and sixty, and he's fine. He's good. Yeah. Uh, you'd like to fix that. And then, as we addressed earlier in the week, Sean, um, they want to make sure that their their punt and kickoff return guys aren't reading as they run. They just want them to run. And so, mm. uh, it, I don't want. I can't spread my head coach too thin. I think the defense is fine. Head coach, get over there with the offense. Get over there with special teams.
1: Fish, let's get a prediction. Go. 20 to I've almost 17. not budged
0: all year long on twenty to seventeen. Somebody, right? <laughs> uh, I, I really think the Cowboys' home crowd is going to be just fine. Uh, I think I think we will drop our wine and we will drop our cheese and we will drop our brie and we will drop our crumpets <laughs> and we'll clap and we'll cheer and we'll wear whites <laughs> and I think it'll help the Cowboys, who are seven one at home this year, win this seven game twenty one. to seventeen.
1: There it is, <laughs> Cowboys and Every Cowboys week, how many times did you vote for Luca in the All Star voting?
2: Shout out uh, to Luca. It's kind of
0: funny <laughs> because he's not really the second
2: Oh, really buddy, the second. Cowboy Nation, really appreciate everybody for tuning in. I got to say this. Thank uh, uh, very, 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 very much. I uh, have to say this. Uh, Thank you, 105.3, the fan, and Mike Fisher. He's He is a gem. Uh, appreciate you all that's tuning in to this nation. Uh, Sheila Neal, April Stanton, Janiqua, uh, Mike. Uh, I see you over here, Leroy, Jeremy. Appreciate you all, 901. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in early this morning. I hope you guys got your coffee. I'm still making mine, so, <laughs> so I'm not all the way up right now. But here's the thing, and this is the thing, and this should be the thing uh all we got to do is, is I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record is take time of possession t-o-p we, That's what we got to do shout out to ogs man what's good with you man thank you for tuning in and thank you as well for making the donation to help grow the nation really appreciate it uh and he 2016 not 17 or 18 but 2016 he appreciate you for tuning in uh If we control and focus on the things that we can control on, time of possession, uh, the defense, everybody, we know what Walt Anderson is. Uh, A lot of people said, okay, hey, he didn't call the uh, helmet-to-helmet call on on Kamara, but he also uh, was the guy that uh, called those crazy calls against Randy Gregory, offsides and and the uh, roughing the passer and all this stuff. And uh, what was the other thing? The other thing was like when Brandy Gregory was trying to block the uh, punt kick. So I don't know, but Walt Anderson is Walt Anderson. He loves to he, he loves to be a part of the officials. Uh, uh, his his officiating is, is one of those things where it's, he got to be on the spotlight. <laughs> he he want to be able to say, okay, my crew called the most hold calls, you know, or my crew called the uh, the weird pass interference the PI call. So we get those things from time to time. And but what we need to do is just focus on the things that we can't control. And and it's one of those things where it's to me personally, Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, he should play like a madman. <laughs> the first game that we played in what week three, he had those fumbles. And uh he was out of bounds at one point and caught the ball and he, pretty much scored that touchdown and everybody was like out they seat. And I was crunk. I was like, yes, baby, the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish, right? In the tyranny of evil man, but blessed is he that is in the name of charity. Right? I said all that to look back that his foot, not, not a piece of his foot, his whole foot was out of bounds, but it's possible guys. Uh, the, uh, Jeremy Reed into the inside. Um, don't sleep on that guy. Uh, I liked him coming out of uh, college. He's a, a, aggressive, physical, uh, can shoot the gap real quick. And where's our weakness at on this front offensive line? <laughs> on that five, if the weakness is, is on the inside. Now, this is the only thing. This week, Saturday, tomorrow, he won't be going against a little rookie. This time he got a guy he's going against that's a little bit big, stronger to me maybe not as big but but just a little bit stronger right <laughs> Xavier Suofilo is a little bit stronger than Connor cuz uh we go back and look at week 3 Cheren on one of those tackles on one of those sacks he actually grabbed hold into the inside like you want to do and picked little Connor Williams up and just said okay look I'm your daddy now and tossed him to the side and said okay and I'm finna go get this uh, guy who's perpetrating to beat your daddy. It's Dak Prescott, and he knocked Dak Prescott down and made him a, you know, <laughs> he made he made Connor William his baby, right? So we don't need that to happen this week, or I guess tomorrow. We don't need that to happen. Yes, indeed. Live like 2019, 5,000 watts. Yeah, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. Yes, Dion Sanders, appreciate you for tuning in as well. Rogers trying to make a sure that one one is one and done. This is from Leroy with Walt. Man, Walt, what we are nine and nine with him, and uh, it's still favorable for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. They eight and six with walt anderson so we're gonna have to figure out if we were if we relying these are two things that we do not need to happen with us we do not need to rely on the officials to help us out (laughs) we don't need that to happen and then on top of that if you add this into the picture we do not need to allow brett maher to win this game for us we got to go out there and take control of this game because the worst thing that i can ever think or imagine is Brett Maher wide right <laughs> with a thirty-three yard field goal. I I, 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 that would just make me crazy right now. And then on top of that, us looking at the officials saying, "Oh, oh, wait a minute, that's supposed to be holding," or that PI uh, on the opposition, blasey, blasey. Mm-mm. This type of game, playoff game, they might let them play. They might allow the, the, the defensive back to be draped all over the cornerback. They may allow those things to look out for that things. Look out for those things. Yes, indeed. Uh, I got a wolf howl over here. I got, I'm going to get it right for you today. <laughs> let me get this wolf howl ready for you. But we got to let these guys know that we coming out here lock loaded and ready. We All we got to do is punch them in the mouth. D-Law, you heard what the guy said. Look. he feel like sometimes slapping the mess out of everybody so we got to get that going too we got to figure out a way to get things going in the right perspective in the right way and it can happen let me go get this yeah hey john what's going on i think i murdered your name but shout out to you oh yes indeed hey it is what it is cowboy nation all we got to do is stay focused we got jalen smith he needs to be right uh lve he needs to be right i do know a lot of people talking about hey what about sean lee look to me personally i love sean lee matter of fact i don't wear jerseys with other people name on it that probably be one of the only people name that i could go out there and i know a lot of people say snake lee i might go get his jersey just just wear just just because but to me personally you stick what we got you there and what got us there was that number 55 double nickel yes I'm glad I was wrong about him right and also number 54 you keep that chemistry going no way in the world you just go and say okay let me change it up because I know for sure that Sean Lee is a guy that know how to play against Russell Wilson I don't want that look as much as we love Sean Lee it's been a long time since we seen a running back run up the field 50 or 60 yards down the field Let me know. Remind me. Go back and find me some film and tape when that happened, when LVE and double, I'm about to say double nickel, but uh, when number 54 and LVE was out there, I will wait. I'm waiting pull out the tape, and let, and let me know. <laughs> but this is the thing, Cowboy Nation. All we got to do is stay focused. Don't try to get too cute. Play our style of football. Byron Jones, hell, if you can't get your head around, don't try to practice it now. <laughs> play your play your style of defense. It worked out before, so keep doing what you need to do. Cheeto Woolzie, keep doing what you need to do. And then on top of that, Jeff Heath, come on. Get a little lower on your tackles. Don't tackle too high because you already been baptized last week. So we don't need for you to get double dipped and baptized this week. So when Carson come, he's more of a bruiser running back. Try to tackle him in the mid sections or, or, or in the chest area. I know some people, mine go south when I say midsection, but this is the midsection right around the torso area. So that's where we need to be aiming for. That's where we need to be going. Yes, April. Yes, yes. We got, we got those animals now. Yes, Lee in the be a linebackers coach next year. Yes, Greg. Yes, I agree. Uh, Sue Filo is down for law. This is from Slash Rocker. Man, my goodness. I hope I hope that doubt returns into mm, he's playing. <laughs> Wrap that ankle up and put him out there because even at his um uh, I guess even at his partial ankle <laughs> is stronger than any part of Connor Williams upper torso at this point in of his, his career. Connor is still growing. Now although Connor played well to the right guard, but we already got a staple piece at our right guard. <laughs> we do. Marlon, appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. Didn't that happen with versus the Colts? I see. I, I, could, could I be wrong? No. What happened against the Colts? Two different styles of actual. Look, this is what I love. And I'm glad you brought this up, H.I. This is what I, I love that you guys brought this up. The Colts. Offensive line. I'm going to say that is light years ahead of what the Seattle Seahawks. Those guards was getting to the second level. They was pulling, and then on top of that, could 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 Sean Lee disengage against those guys? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that up. I wouldn't put that on my 401k. As as, uh, as my guy uh, Colin Cowherd would say. But this is the thing. They don't have the type of – the Seattle Seahawks don't have the type of guards that the Colts have. And then on top of that, those guards would get into the second level. And, yes, of course, LVE was not able to disengage against those big, burly guy, guys. But I can tell you this one thing right here. I can tell you this right here. <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks don't have a Marlon Mack that can catch the ball out of the backfield and then skirt and move upfield. Carson kid, yes, he's a nice runner, but he's not a guy that's going to catch the ball out of the backfield and run. I'm just going to just tell you guys what I'm seeing off the tape. He's a guy that's north and south. He's a guy that needs momentum to run. And then on top of that, they we talk about dink and dunk and passing. They dink and dunk and running. They don't get like these explosive 10 to 20 yards. It's more like, hey, we need to rally, pursue to the ball, gang tackle, because they only average about two point nine yards a carry or something like it's some ridiculous low number but they are the type of team that likes to run They old school they gritty. they grimish they gritty they like to do that old school run 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 play action okay we're gonna take them deep down the field and that killed the other week a couple of weeks ago that killed the kansas city chiefs that old school football when they'll punch them in the mouth and they're running up the field running up the field with these two and three yards and then all of a sudden Play action time, RPO time, and they was getting the ball down the field to the ball wins of the worlds and the uh, the, the Lockett kid, and they got some other nice little receiver that can catch the ball and when when needed. So it is what it is. Let's go, man. Let's let this thing go, Cowboys Nation. Let's get crunk. Don't forget to put down your score predictions. Don't forget to put down what your thoughts are of this game, what we need to do to turn things around, how we can score, how we can win, what we need to do. I love to hear your thoughts. I love to hear you all opinions of this matter. Let me just check right back to them uh, before I get out of here, just in case they're talking about anything else important. Let's see what they're talking about.
1: Since my introduction to fiction class
2: in college. Oh, they're talking about something else. All right, so with that being said, I want to touch home to I just want to bring home to this one little point right here of what Stephen A. Smith said the other day. And I know this is all the way off topic. I know we talk about the Cowboys, but to me, guys, don't be listening to Stephen A. Smith rants. Please don't. The guy don't mean half of the things that he say. And I get a lot of people that inbox me. Hey, law, what do you think about the NFL and how they treatment of black folks and stuff like that? Look we already know that a couple of weeks ago Stephen A. Smith was crying and saying that, hey, the NFL or the Bengals should fire Marvin Lewis. Now they go around and they fire Marvin Lewis. Oh, it's a travesty. Oh, it's it's blasphemous when they fire this guy. And we already know, come on, collectively Cowboys Nation, we already know Tom Bowles as a coach. He's not one of those guys that can walk on water and things like that. He had his time. He had his fun in the sun out there for the New York Jets. Come on now. So I don't like the fact that he uses this to make black folks look like we're always a prime en- enemy. Of course, we got 70% of the uh, African-American community that's in the NFL. But to me personally, look, it is what it is at this point. Yes, uh, Vince Joseph, yes, he was fired. He had a lot of time out there for the uh, Denver Denver Broncos. One can argue the fact that is to say, well, no, but you can look back at Denver Broncos history. They never had back-to-back losing season. And if they have that, Is their bar or is is their measuring stick and say, hey, regardless of what color you are, we're going to get you out of here. We want to go with a new philosophy. Don't make that organization a racist. And then on top of that, of course, one can argue the fact that the Arizona Cardinals of the world or what have you didn't give that brother a long time. Maybe they saw something in that coach that they said, hmm, I'm not going to have a Marvin Lewis type of coach for here for several years. We want to move on. There's nothing wrong with that to stop making a white black issue Stephen a smith i, I just can't stand the out of network when they did when they do that then they talk about the minority ownership look from my understanding if you had four or five billion dollars if you got the money you can go buy a team nothing out here is given to you guys i don't want this nation i don't want everybody to think that everything should be given to a brother no you got to get out there and earn it just like everybody else and then on top of that if you got the money, if you want to buy an NFL team when it's open, and if you so happen to be a minority, then you put your money into the hat. You got the same opportunities as everyone else. Now, is there multiple billionaires out there that look like me? No, there's not. Are there multiple billionaires? They just got their billion. Why would they want to put all their money to join a club that really not not is not predicated for them to join, basically? That's my whole argument with Stephen A. Smith. He gets up there on the stage. and oh, da, 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 I'll try it. I come with this energy every day. But, man, you don't even know who the players on the team and you get mad because the coaches get fired. Come come on, man. It is what it is. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the nation. Look, let's keep this thing fair and balanced. Don't just throw a segment of people under the bus because they got some. You know what I mean? Look, they got money. Look, Go back, listen to what uh, I hate to use, this, but Jerry Jones, look, the brother had. To, and I'm saying I'm calling Jerry Jones a brother. He's no racist bone in his body. Right. He had to go out there, bag straight, stretch by hook or by crook to get the money to buy the Dallas Cowboys. They were losing a million dollars a month almost or something like that or a day or something like that. The Cowboys organization, the NFL or something like that was losing money. Cowboys was up for sale. He had to go, go scratch and borrow that money to get the, to buy this team. It's nothing to do about the color of his skin. I hate when people use that. And the Jaguars owner is minority owner too. Yes, Daniel Manzar. Yes, appreciate that. So it, it's all about, look, guys, if we work together, If we work together and join each other in this brotherhood, regardless of what you look like or what what race you, what, I guess, creed you believe in or what race you are from, as long as everybody, I tell everybody like this, too, even with Dak Prescott, you and I and everybody in this chat box, we all are here for one reason, right? Because of that silver and blue. I might not look like you. You may not look like me. But damn it, if you cut us, boy, we're we going to bleed that silver and blue. We're going to throw them hands, though. <laughs> but we're going to bleed them silver and blue. <laughs> I'm tired of people like Stephen A. Smith gets on national TV and he gets all of that publicity about ah, da, 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 the white man put me down. Da, 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 da. Be proud that you got a seat that you're sitting in and you get a chance to speak to millions and millions of people. Because the white man put you in that seat, right? <laughs> but he's going to go all the way back. and say, ah. Look, guys, it's not about the white versus black. And I, and I hate that this country is divided like that. But all we need to do is just worry about this right here. We all blessed with 24 hours a day. And what we do at that time is everything. Just keep that on your mind. That's why when all of my videos at the end, I say that's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Salute. (laughs) I'm out. Let's get on out of here, man. Let's stay crunk. Let's stay positive about everything. Let me go ahead and get you guys ready because we're going to have to be locked, loaded, and ready for this game tomorrow. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Yes, let's go. Let's keep that same energy, baby. Everybody blessed with 24 hours. How about that, huh? Let's let's utilize that time. Let's focus. Let's rewrap our mind. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Always a lady. Appreciate you, Virginia finest. Shalou, Christopher. Let's go. Let's ride with this thing. Oh geez, what's up fam? Leroy, let's go. Watch how that hook coming in. Yes. don't no, cowboy nation let's not worry about this stuff man keep that same energy baby let's go those who've been with us when we were three and five yes talking about you all right here right still wearing it. whatever you want in, we can wear it now right let's go cowboy nation let's go grab your coffee i didn't get mine jack <laughs> yes. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Yes. Opportunity is all around us. All we gotta do is growl. Growl. Hide it. Chew it up. Let's go. Rise up to the occasion, Cowboy Nation. We got only one chance at this thing now. Four more games. All we need. Keep that same energy. Let's go. Four more games, baby. Let's go! listening to nothing but the best. Salute. I'm out. Peace.